So, welcome to another edition of Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with me, Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones. And my guest today is Keisha McMillan. And Keisha will be talking to us about her book, Talking Shoes. And she's going to talk to us about her, her life and her, her journey um, into uh, her self. And so I don't want to, I don't want to read her bio because I want to give Keisha an opportunity to talk about herself. So I'm going to bring her on and um, ask her to do just that. So Keisha, introduce yourself to, to your fans, because I do believe that once you tell your story and they read your book, they will be a fan. So let's have a a candid conversation. Keisha, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me come on and talk about my experiences and the journey of uh, transformation, I guess. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm grateful to have you. And I want to thank um, Ms. Uh, Valenta um, for um, even recommending that I have this conversation with you. And and I want to let you, um, the audience, know that Valenta is here also, Valenta, you can say hello and, and introduce yourself as well because you are here and you will be part of this conversation as well. Um, this is a very key conversation. You know how I do. I like to talk to, to people and, and the, the best way I can do that is to really just have people come and tell me about themselves because I love people and I love to hear all about them. So again, like I said, my guest today is Keisha McMillan and um, Valenta Ward is going to be here with us. and. Um, so, Keisha, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Keisha McMillan. I'm an author. I am um, a Christian, mm-hmm. and I identify as a female woman. Um, <laughs> I always like to say that because mm-hmm. there is uh, beauty in being able to identify as a woman, an African-American woman, yes. especially. Yes. Uh, I spend a lot of time and energy on family, community, and uh, constantly evolving self. So every piece of the journey helps me see that um, you'll after you've passed one test, you'll get another one. And uh, that test is going to demonstrate what your character is made of and what you truly value. So... The books that I write are focused on just that family, children, and um, community. Um, They come from a perspective of looking at Kwanzaa, uh, which is an African-American holiday. But each principle has to be celebrated 365 days a year. Amen. That is what I have dedicated uh, my works as far as um, books to focusing on. No matter what, it always comes back to it starts with the principles and ends with the principles. And uh, that's what I have been doing. I'm also a licensed clinical therapist with supervision endorsement. I counsel women and children. I've also um, done a lot of work in the last five years with women who have been human trafficked Mm. and sexually assaulted. Mm. 
And I'm a creator. I'm an artist, a published uh, photographer, and um, self self taught. I would say, not. Um, but I've had a lot of experiences using the arts to help people heal. Okay. That sounds amazing. I'm a very creative person too. And I like to use the arts as well. So uh, we have something in common there, but let's delve a little bit into your book. In the very first chapter of your book, you talk about your mother and your siblings and your, your family. And you mentioned again, um, the love you have for your family. So let's talk a little bit about how important um, family is to you and how it shaped your life and your upbringing. Because I think, I personally think that that's a very important aspect of how we become who we are Absolutely. in early years through our family. And Absolutely. Yes. So let's I talk about that. Let's talk about I don't that. think it's by accident that I ended up in the family that I did end up in. Um, I feel like God selected the parents uh, for me to come through. And um, every experience, positive or negative, you know, he made up the difference. Um, Mostly all positive. I recently lost my mom or she transitioned from cancer in 2020. So I had the experience as far as family. I've been with my mom and you know since birth and all the way up until she was 77. Praise God. Uh, and that's what God had promised her that mm. she would live, you know, seven, seven, seven. seven. Yeah, mm. seven, seven. So beautiful. Um, she was an amazing woman and she poured into me. In every way, physically, mentally, spiritually, she just poured everything that she had into me. And she was a wonderful role model. And I got to witness firsthand um, God's work in one of his daughters. Mm -hmm. And she was a queen. And I still reference her as that for me. And um, so my love for my mom started at an early age to the point where... uh, One of my teachers said that, um, you know, that I was just too close to my mom. Hmm. Um, Of course, culturally, that's impossible. impossible. Right. That is absolutely (laughs) impossible. Oh, I think that's impossible, too. I really do. Yes, because, you know, I I loved her in a way that uh, I guess people don't um, always, you know, as you're young, like second, third, fourth grade maybe sometimes or fifth, you know, you have that little rivalry kind of thing. But I always, um, you know, I always looked up to my mom and we we were, and people sometimes say you can't be friends, but I think we were friends too. <laughs> no. Especially as you got older, you become friends. Mm-hmm. That's um, very true, Keisha. I want to just say that that's very, very, very true. I'm very close to my own daughter. We are good friends. And I was very, very close to my mom as well. Mm -hmm. And like you, my mom passed away also in 2020. So we have another thing in common. Yes, yes, yes. And we we have more things in common than you think, because um, you you talk about your mom and how um, how close you were to her. 
And um, your mom was a praying woman. Like my mom was yes. a praying woman. And my mom introduced me to um, the Lord very young. I think I've always known him. And I and I got that from you too. I really, I was actually stunned <laughs> at so many um, parts so that, 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 that really resonated with me, right? So um, seeing your mother pray and believing in God the way she did, that had a powerful influence on your life too. Was that correct? Right. Absolutely. Because to see someone who you respect, because I think when I say we were friends as we got as always, but especially as I got older, um, there was a, a reverence and a respect mm -hmm. that um that comes with that. So when I saw this woman, this queen, this daughter of God that she prayed to God for in the good times when everything was going great. She was a single parent. So when things were not as great, you know, she never, she never questioned God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She just walked the walk and trusted that um, he would make it, he would make up the difference in any and every way. And he did. God made the difference. He brought people in our lives that um, that were of support. He gave us, my mom had some amazing sisters um, and they all had such different personalities, but their sisterhood and their bond was so strong. That's what we saw. You know, they didn't, the children were children. They were all of their children. It wasn't your child and my child and, if I have more then I'm better and you're less, you know, we all wore hand-me-downs. Everybody had the same dress in the picture. <laughs> you're like, oh, all of you had that it's the yeah. same dress. <laughs> Another year, you know, and we proudly wore it. Yes. You know, there was no, everybody sat on the floor mm -hmm. with a piece of newspaper when you went over to your auntie's house and you ate sitting right there on that floor. Everybody, it was almost like a picnic style, but you had a newspaper like you're reading it, and your food, you're writing the paper. Uh -huh. Right, that's right. That must have been a Cleveland thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, <we're from> <laughs> okay. And she's from Mobile, Pritchard, Alabama. Right, yeah. So, um, you know, you bring that yeah. history with me. Yeah. From Georgia. From Georgia. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. and it just it it get it created. A level of evenness, a level of love, agape love that you cannot even describe. Mm -hmm. So when I became, when I came into contact with the principles and I brought them home and I was like, do you believe it's these principles? It's like, they are us. Yeah. They're like what we did, like how we lived our whole yeah. lives. And so we embraced them wholeheartedly. It was so familiar. We knew that. It could help other people. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so when I came to, in this first chapter, have the major trauma crisis of my life, yeah, I had a foundational peace and strength and um, understanding and awareness that God be for you, who can be against you, put on that full armor. Your mom is a daughter of Christ. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when he calls her, then that's when she goes. 
Not when I wanted to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. grief looked a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not when I wanted to go, but when he said, I, okay, now I have given you an assignment. And these kids, your kids are your assignment. Pour into them what I have poured into you. Yes. Yes. That's what you leave behind. Yes. That's what you leave behind. And so my mother took her role as a queen seriously, but she was so humble and she was so pretty that people would just, you know, they always compliment, always compliment her style and her um, ability to connect with people. She just made them feel at home, like you're saying, a conversation yeah, with their best interests at heart. So the greatest compliment I have been given was that um, I treat everybody like their family. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That I treat it. And I know that that came from her mm-hmm. from and then mom. her and then she received it from my grandma. And, you know, it just it carries on back further than that. Yeah, but exactly. that's part of that African-American. That's the foundational piece that is somewhat trying to be destroyed. It is. Yeah. And that's what saddens. I, I mean, I weep to that. Mm-hmm. And so when I have the, the principles and I can really reinforce them and all my books can tell people how to live it and how that it even exists, and how you can live it 365, that's what I'm I'm all about. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what keeps me energized. And I have to say that um, this is Valenta Ward-Gravely, Dr. Ward-Gravely here. And um, I, I want to first thank um, Kara, Dr. Um, Bethia Jones for having us also. Um, I was very excited to share um Keisha's story with her and um, the book, Talking Shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll have to say that um, Keisha has such a presence about her, her soft voice, um, her easygoing manner. And I can just imagine, I can picture her mother um, from seeing Keisha. And it reminds me of my mother because my yeah. mother was very quiet and unassuming. Reminds and, me of my mother too, the same and way. It's, it's yeah. very interesting how this uh, circle here has yeah. formed um, from women of God yes. who poured into us in a manner that allows us to pour into other people. Okay. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you, Keisha. Mm-hmm. And all that I have, I've learned from you through your book. Um, and I encourage anyone and everyone to read Talking Shoes by Keisha McWilliams because it is fantastic. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank and if you don't read it, you are missing a treat. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing that, um, um, Dr. Ward. That thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, Keisha, I want to I want to say, um, you came to the Lord early, right? Yes. And but in the book, you mentioned that in the early years, your beliefs were you well, not so much your beliefs, but 
Mm-hmm. The things that that you came to know of God were ordinary things. You said you didn't right. experience any real miracles. Simplistic. Just, yeah, yeah, just ordinary blessings, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my, my question is, do you think that um, people today need to experience miracles in order to um, truly get to a place where they could um, come to know a relationship with God, because I, I know we all have have seen how it has dwindled just a little bit. Um, so I, that's a question that I'm just going to put out there. Do you think that um, people need to experience miracles and that they don't yet understand the everyday ordinary blessings that God has given each and every one of us that it to me is miracles all by itself? Right. But, I um, think the fullest impact um, for people when they see a, a miracle, it's easier to believe, you know, when you see it, if you have some understanding. But that faith is the substance of not being able to see. So yes. seeing things that are unseen. So your eyes, you know, it's almost like it plays tricks on you. There's a, a, a trick kind of thing going on when you have miracles before you if you don't believe so it's like a catch 22 Mm -hmm. if you don't believe already Mm -hmm. then when you the miracle is there you don't understand that it is a miracle yeah you know you can't acknowledge it as such because you you know you don't really have that um experience to reference it by so i saw experiences as a child but i like for instance if we didn't have a lot of food it was four children Mm -hmm. if we didn't have a lot of food um um we we always lived in a you know very nice comfortable space we had food but sometimes you wanted that little extra sweet stuff Mm -hmm. somebody might knock on the door with a bag full of sweets. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I believe that God ordains every thought that you have in your mind, what you yeah. want. You have access to the one who created it all. He has no limit. Right. Amen. So when you begin to really see that and recognize that, that's a small thing that, oh, we got, I was thinking about some sweets and here the doorbell rang. And here it came with this stuff to me, you know, so you can be in the midst of a miracle, big or small, and not recognize it depending on where your level of growth and faith, because faith, the deepest piece is not being able to see something before you Mm -hmm. and still believe that it is there. Yes. And uh, so that is really like, I can jump out of the tree and feel comfortable that my God is going to save me and protect me. And if I, whichever way this goes, whether I break my leg or I am uh, destroyed completely, like died or, or, or perish, I'm still good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you can have that mindset that God still has you, it frees you. So the enemy does not want you to be freed in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you spoke 
exactly the way you spoke because it it, it brings me right into what I want to ask you. <laughs> if you if you do not mind, if sure. you want if you want to talk about the fork in the road that changed everything for you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was 22 years old and ironically the color purple was out huh. that movie. Okay. And I was dating a young man and I was home from college and we went to see this movie. And while I was in the movie, my body just was aching. Hmm. I just you know, we watched Oprah and, and, and Whoopi on the screen and, you know, it's all good. But I could not continue to contain myself because I I guess I thought I had the flu because I was aching and sore and I could not get any comfort. So I, he had to take me home in the midst of this movie. Now, this was I was in college. I was, you know, at my last year, I was about to enter into my internship. So. Uh, this was the Christmas break, so a celebratory time. Yeah, and he took me home. My mom was there, my brother was there, and my family was there. And uh, so, and he left, and my mom started, you know, getting regular things together for me, as if I had the flu or cold. Mm -hmm. Well, the fork in the road was it was not that ordinary flu or cold. It was an illness called Guillain-Barre. And within 24 hours, I was paralyzed from the neck down. I could not walk out of the house that I had walked in the night before. Hmm. I could not. Um, it started going down. And so I could not talk. I could not eat. Um, all I could do was blink my eyes. Um, I could not move. I was placed on a respirator. Um, my mother, my sister were there with me. Um, and, uh, my doctor who is now deceased, but my doctor, uh, had me go to Urine Road Hospital and they diagnosed it as Guillain-Barre syndrome, mm -hmm. which is, I believe while in college I received a flu shot um, and I think that the Guillain-Barre came from that. Mm -hmm. So during this season, which is very ironic when the color purple is coming out in December this year, yeah. uh, again, I'll be able to sit and watch it. Um, but I'll be sitting in a different position. Yeah. So when that illness, uh, it took millions of dollars because no one really knew what Guillain-Barre was. They, they didn't have a real good handle on it. Mm -hmm. um, but praise God, I had a, a, a physician, a physician that used a physician <laughs> mm -hmm. to uh, dig a little deeper and not concern itself about the insurance. Okay. And the policies and things of that nature. Now, let's talk about the kind of faith you have to have during that moment. Um, you were brought up um, having faith. You were brought up with a praying mom. Um, what was your thoughts during that time? Um, I was I was actually very scared. Yeah. 
I was, um, so I went from feeling like, uh, just let me go because mm-hmm. my body was in tremendous pain to, um, you know, how, what do I do now? What, what am I supposed to do? Um, and grateful that I knew the Lord and I, that he had positioned people in place to aid me in that season at that time. He yes. positioned and strengthened my mother. He positioned and strengthened my sister. She was a researcher. She would be checking out a whole lot of different things. You know, he, he positioned an uh, African-American doctor, a young black man that took interest in me. Just just to say he took interest made other people take interest. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, our family doctor, not African-American, but was like a father figure. Mm. To me. That's how close he was. Mm-hmm. And so when all of these symptoms started happening, they looked very bizarre. You know, I'm a 22 year old girl. I'm healthy. I looked healthy. All of a sudden I went from 130 pounds to 90 something pounds. Um, and uh, very rapidly. And so every doctor did not have good bedside manner. And I needed a a couple, you know, I needed a lot of affirmations, you know, from my family and those who loved and supported me. I had to understand that some people just couldn't handle seeing me in that state, period. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about me. It was wherever they were at. Um, So my attention had to be focused on calming my body, calming my mind and being connected to my source. Yeah, which was my heavenly father, and I could not. I if I chose anything else, it was death. Mm. Mm, mm, so mm. physically, spiritually, mm. mentally, I had to every day that I was able to do something that I didn't do the day before. That was my my goal. Okay. That can I blink my eyes twice today? That means. I did something that I wasn't because they kept saying they didn't know if I would perish. They didn't know how long the paralysis would last. It would take a long, long, long time to heal. So when people see me today, they say, you're a miracle. Yeah. You're a miracle. And uh, so those are the kind of things where people can acknowledge a miracle because you saw something mm-hmm. and then you you or you heard that this is how this looked and then you see something different yeah. but how about a miracle when you don't see all of what's happening exactly and you don't and and God tells you to walk or leave or go and then he didn't give you the other instructions yet mm-hmm. where you just get a piece of the pie mm-hmm. And you have to know that the Holy Spirit is working and whatever he's telling you, do it. Yes. I love it. On page 12, I'm going to read the end of page 12. It says, I no longer search for big miracles. I praise and thank God for the biggest miracle of all times. Mm -hmm. The miracle of my own personal relationship with him. Just to know him and to be in his presence throughout this journey is a sufficient testimony of faith. I, I, I 
highlighted that part in the book because um that that really meant a lot to me to hear you to hear you um you know recognize um recognize that after everything that you've gone through um he didn't leave me alone exactly exactly he didn't leave me alone and i felt the presence i felt his presence even through the people that he sent to me in difficult times yeah i once had a nurse that was there i'm paralyzed from the neck down young african-american girl and they're wondering how am i getting all of this treatment hmm. like how am i having all of this favor hmm. now Favor. I'm paralyzed from the neck down. My life has changed drastically. No longer in school. This is definitely a lot for my family because yes. it just it's a lot. It's a lot mentally to even conceive, and then it's a lot physically on wear and tear of their bodies. Uh, my sister pretty much made me her her full time. We were like Irish twins, so she made me a full-time gig, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, there was no, there was nothing I could say or do. They were pulling for me like like my breath was their breath. Mm -hmm. Yes. That that's the kind of uh that's the kind of people I come from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They pulled for me like it was their own breath. Yeah. You were one with, with we were one. Yes. One. And the presence when you feel that kind of love, the presence of God is all in it. Yeah. All yeah. around. Yes. And it makes people do stuff for you. And they don't even know why they did that. Exactly. <laughs> it makes you like uh, um stuff happen around you and they they and this is a this other piece. He will make it visible to you. If you are a believer and you know and you recognize, God will make it visible to you. He will give you that grace. Yeah. Not every time, but sometimes. But if your eyes are closed, even when that grace is present, even when that mercy is there, you don't see it. If all I focused on was that I was in the hospital in this worst condition, I wouldn't have any energy to do anything else because the pain was excruciating. Yeah. Excruciating. But God. First of all, I want to thank you for sharing your story um, because you, it, you. It, it was amazing. Um, and what you went through and where you are today is a, such a great testimony. So I do have one more question for you. I know we're at the end of this podcast. We've already um, spent um, some a lot of time, and um, I know you have things to do. But you named your book "Talking Shoes," and I, we cannot stop this conversation without you talking about what that title means and and how did you come up with it. Let's talk about that title, "Talking Shoes." Well, before I knew this term, "Life be lifing." Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Life was life. And one thing that I know about women is we wear a lot of different shoes. And those shoes experience some serious things. So, uh, so sometimes I had on combat boots with life as it was life. Other times I had on slippers 
Other times I had on uh, tennis shoes. The shoe that I wore was a requirement for the journey I was going through at that point in that season. And I thought, and I, I could identify with it. So when I write, I write for me to get it out to somebody else. And I write so that they can in turn begin to internally heal and look at thine self and your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Because he's no respecter of person. He knows my name, but he also knows your name. He knows Valenta's name. He knows what it took for you all to both be doctors. That whole journey. Yeah. Yeah. He, he prepared you yeah. for that journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like that was a common denominator for us women. The shoes. Yeah. They were like a friend. They were like a companion on a trip. Mm -hmm. It was ongoing. Yes. And we still walking, ain't we? <laughs> it's the black woman we're still walking Yo, so Keisha tell us tell tell the audience how they can get your book well how can they get yeah. my book well Talking Shoes is in the library okay as long as, as the government doesn't do any switch ups <laughs> I don't think anything is in there that they might want I don't, I don't think so. so. Mm -hmm. Cuz we know that mm -hmm. all stories are needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and necessary. Yes. Um but you can get my book by I have a website. Okay. It's klmcreations.com. Okay. Um also you can get my book by calling me directly. Okay, but because I, but do you want to give everybody your number though? That's just you know. <laughs> I mean, like you know, Amazon. Okay, but we we will make it. Um, I will make sure that um the website that you talk that you just mentioned where they can order from is is where they can get their hands on it. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes. How about my email? Okay, yes. that, they email my directly. Okay, um, I, I will put, I'll put that in the um, comment section as well. But um, I, I want everybody to be able to get the book because it's, it's also personalized, where you can um, you left space for individuals to take their own journey and to to write in the book like a little journal. So um, you give directions, there's some poetry in here, um, there's space for people to journal. So this is really a, this is a great opportunity. I love, I love how you say space. Space, yeah. Because that's what we need. We need space to be able to tell our exactly. stories. Yeah. We need space to have these conversations. Absolutely. We need space and time in order to connect. Exactly. Yeah. With the source. Yeah. So that we can walk through some of these journeys. Because some yeah. of them, this life and this is it's not easy. Yes, absolutely. I, we're not gonna pretend. I I cried a, a many tears. Yes, some of joy and some of. But you hear, and and but and I'm, you've opened. But God, God, but God, God. because God. why? Because because God. we're more than conquerors, and you are right. living proof right. that we are more than conquerors. You are here. And you and in yeah. the condition 
that you found yourself in is not the condition you are in right now. Hello, oh, speak. That's right. Wisdom. Yeah. Exactly. So you are a perfect example of you, you can get to the other side if you don't give up, if you don't think, right. if you don't fall back, if you don't turn That's back, right. if you keep trusting God, if you keep moving forward, you can get to the other side and you are living proof of that, which yes. is what makes this so magnificent because we're not just talking about a story and a book, which we can find anywhere, but we're talking about a person who is sitting right in front of me who is sharing her story and saying, this is what's possible because yes. this is where I was, but praise God, this is where I am. And, and right. it, it, He's still walking you're still with walking him. Because I still got different exactly. shoes. Exactly. And, still walking and, the, and, it, and it bears the question, whose report are you going to believe? That's Who, right. That's whose right. report? Yeah. And I just have one more thing I would like to share about my sister. Oh, go ahead and share it. Because, uh, God is in the blessing business. And this is a woman. And I'll tell you what comes to mind when I think of Keisha McMillan. I think of um, not being weary in well-doing. Oh, that's my grandmother's scripture. That's my grandmother's scripture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, this is you. This is you. This is you. She's a giver. Yeah, she's yeah. A, just gives unceasingly, and anybody in her presence is on the receiving end. She does not discriminate, and I do. I mean, by discriminate, I mean anybody that comes into her presence can receive. From Keisha McWilliams, McMillan. Thank you. Yes. Well, Keisha has already given her audience a lot tonight. Already. We've already <laughs> seen just how given she is. She's sharing a very, very big part of herself. And I'm Keisha, I'm so grateful to have you on this show. I'm so grateful that um uh Dr. Ward um even spoke to me about you. And um, and even though it took a minute for us to connect, and even you know the devil was busy even tonight. But you know what though, he knows can't prevail, right? We we mm -hmm. we, we you know we're we're always going to be able to get through it. And and you are you know the, example of the, that. Yeah. The good part about having conversations with you sisters mm -hmm. is that I get as much from you. As you are speaking into me. Absolutely. You are holding me up. Mm -hmm. Your words are mm -hmm. holding me up. And your words are holding us up. Amen. And that makes it a, a, a combined activity. Right? Yeah. Right? Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. And see the presence of the Lord made that occur. Because how would I have even come into contact with exactly. you? Exactly. How? But God, but but God. God. There you he already did. He already did. And you already said early on, there are no coincidences. People are put in your life for a reason. And and yeah. all those many months or that whole year, uh, Valenta, um, you and I um, sharing space for racial, racial justice um, 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 group that we would end up here and becoming yeah. friends 
Yes. Yeah. yeah we, we, and having deep conversations, yes, deep conversations and friends, because, you know, I think that's how God works. And, um, yeah. and we're going to be friends even after this conversation well, is over. My hope yeah. is my hope and my prayer, my group, one of the other groups I'm involved in the extended family. We are on the date of May the 4th. We are hosting a boys to men's conference. Oh, a portion of that conference is for the mothers oh. who are raising black boys. Okay. I want you to uh be a part of that. Okay. Okay. I would love for you to be able to see the works of these sisters coming together because just as you're holding me up. Mm -hmm. Your words are going to be holding them up okay. because it's this conference is going to be amazing. I'm sure it is. If you're involved, it's going to be amazing. amazing. Uh, is it virtual that um, anyone can join or is it specific? We, I think that we can, since technology is of the essence, we can work that out. Okay. Yes. Well, you can certainly share that information and I will share that information. And we will okay. we will make it happen. Amen. Yeah. Isn't it? See, okay. look at God. Now see, I, I had not thought about the perspective for the support group of the women being expanding out further. So you just in your words, words have power. Yeah, yes, yes, they, they do. do. They have lots of power. I just wish people understood the power of words so that we can use them in a way that it can be more productive yes. and uplifting. Yes. Right? yes, yes. Yes. Same words you uplift with, you can destroy. Yeah. Down. That's why I said productive. <laughs> and that words can, uh, yes. the uh, anointed word yes. of God. Yes. When, when we speak that anointed word of God, we can't, go wrong. Mm -hmm. It's when we speak from our mouth right. that we can True. go left. <laughs> but That's as right. long as we're speaking with that anointed word, it's all good. That's right. Because we're a vessel then. Yes. And we're being used. Yes. And so all of that other stuff is put to the oh. side. Yes. It's put to the side. Then we're going to pray right now that God will use us and allow yes. our voices to be heard, but not our voices. His voice um, yes. can be heard. So let him put his words on our lips so that um, we will be able to speak what comes forth from him and not forth comes forth from ourselves. Yes. yes. So we're going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment, this opportunity that you have put your your children together. We have three women on this line who really did not connect until tonight. And I thank you, Father God, for giving us the ability to come together in your name and to speak your truth. I thank you for Keisha. I thank you for the life that you have given her. I thank you for her journey. I thank that thank you that she was willing to share her journey with the rest of us. I thank you for this time, and I ask that you will bless us, continue to bless us. Every small blessing, Father God, we give you 
you thanks for. We give you thanks for every single blessing. You woke us up this morning. You gave us breath. It is a blessing to be walking around on two feet. Father God, we thank you for that. And we ask that you will continue to use us in a mighty way. And we ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I want to thank you ladies for being here tonight and blessing my audience. Um, I hope we can do this again. I hope this is not going to be the last time. I hope we can do this again. In the meantime, I would love for you to do that with the 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 support and the the, uh, mothers. Yeah. Did you, did you sign us off? No, no, we're still on. Um, But um. Um, but yeah, no. we we can definitely get back together and we can do something else. We You can add more people if you want to. I mean, a blessing is a blessing and I like to get it from, from every direction. I, I want to be a blessing. You don't want no limited. You, you go everywhere. I, I want I want to be a blessing and I, and I want to bless. I want to bless and be a blessing. And, and I want to receive blessings. From from yes. everyone around me as well, because I think God uses all of us to bless. Yes. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yes. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Caroline. Thank you. So you've been listening to Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with myself, Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones. My guest tonight was um author, author Keisha McMillan, and also Dr. Uh, Valenta. Waverly Ward, thank you for joining us. And um, I know I just heard you say earlier in this process before we really got started that you were writing a book. So I know that we're going to be back on this uh, airwaves again um, when we're talking about your book, Dr. Ward. So I'm looking yeah. forward to, I'm looking for, I, you see how I put that in the atmosphere? You see how you see how I just put that out there? It's coming. You see how I just put that in the atmosphere because we're just talking about the power of words, right? So we're gonna, we're gonna put those words out there because we're gonna have faith enough to believe that that is possible. A mustard seed, a little bit of mustard seed. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to it. Thank so thank you, ladies. Thank you for um for um giving me some time tonight, and I do look forward to talking to you both again. So, okay. God bless. God bless, and you have a beautiful evening. You too. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah.